Welcome to the first episode of the MMA Judgment with myself. I'm Kieran and I am with... I'm Jay. And basically what we want to do with this is just uh, bring attention to uh, local fighters, uh, local fighting businesses, the smaller guys, and uh, obviously discuss everything else, MMA. Uh, so I guess we'll be discussing... Um, what's the name again? <laughs> <laughs> so the last card wasn't it? it was uh, Anthony Smith and what's his name uh, Alexander Rakic Rakic yeah. the main event so I'll just go over the, the whole go over the whole card which we've uh, which we've just watched yeah 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 just see what to say what surprised us say how we thought it went sort of thing and just have a little discussion uh, you know we'll let you know about us a little bit more as well later on uh, get an idea of where our Knowledge comes from how long we've been watching it for, kind of thing. Little things like that. Um, yeah. Like Keaton said, we'll you know we'll look to highlight some of the smaller promotions if we can. Um, so we've kind of already started planning a little bit. We're going to watch some of the other organisations outside of the likes of UFC and Bellator and one. We're going to look at some of the smaller ones, see if there's any uh, people who might be making to look to jump into some of the bigger promotions. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so I think what we're going to start off with is just go from the bottom right up to the top with the card. Uh, so first fight of the night was... Well, it was himself. Mallory Martin versus Hannah Cyphers. Yeah. Um, that one I thought, I, I didn't see that going that way. Obviously, Mallory Martin got the submission in the second round, but I thought that first round, I thought Hannah Cyphers was was just too strong. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be game over that second round. But fair play to the man. She she pulled it off the bag. It was a great submission. Yeah, I agree. It's that that first round, it was all all ciphers, all stand up, beating her down. She looked like she was going to have her, but uh, she stayed composed, made out of the round, and then Manly got that submission. Stayed what she was doing, focused on the groundwork, and I think ciphers eventually got tired after all that as well. I think that helped and then the emotion showed at the end what she went through coming back and getting the win I think that was great yeah I think on on a lot of like on a really smaller scale it kind of reminded me of uh, Shane Carmen and Brock Lesnar years ago you know yeah. Shane Carmen was all over Brock that first round gassed Brock knew he couldn't he wouldn't last in the second round and, and it showed and Brock got the submission Yeah, and that kind of reminded me of that because as I say I don't think anybody well if you were watching that you wouldn't, I don't think anybody would have thought Mallory Martin would have survived but say uh, fair play she did and it was totally deserved yeah I think I agree well, a lot of people thought uh, Brock would match him going into that but I agree it was quite, uh, quite reminiscent to that and yeah. you know kind of admitted that comeback you've got to always applaud people who can come back and Get the win. Thought it was great myself. Yeah, and I think they make for the they make for some of the most exciting fights because they are so shocking. Like as I say, you know, everybody with that fight is like years ago, Carwin and Lesnar. Everybody assumed it was just going to be another Shane Carwin steamroll. Yeah, and Brock Brock yeah. took the punches. Brock shown he had a good chin. To be fair, at the time, yeah, and, uh, he had a game plan. <laughs> Yeah, at the end of the day, and it, it, you know, Mallory Martin clearly was the same. Get off that first round, maybe the, you know, I've, I've never seen either one of them before personally, but no, maybe same. that's Cypher's game. Maybe she goes in for the finish all the time, quite early. Maybe they planned it and said, you know, if we can get it out of the first round, we've got a much better chance, and you know, that's yeah. not played off. I think I'd add uh, the Cypher's, um, don't know if I've seen her on a, a pass card, but I'm sure I've heard the Cypher's, but Mallory, I hadn't, hadn't seen her before, and she looks, looks quite promising. Yeah, definitely. So, looks really good. So I'm looking forward to seeing her again. Who was next? So it was uh, 
Pollyanna, Viana, and Emily Whitmire. Um, I think, if I recall, Emily Whitmire was the strong favourite going into it. Uh, Viana was the underdog from City Shore. Yeah. Um, right. Watch me get this wrong now, but I'm fairly sure. No, it wasn't. I thought it was a. I thought it was a Viana's UFC debut. But looking at her record, she that Viana has actually uh, lost to Cyphers in the past. Funny enough. All right. Okay. So again, I think. Um, so Viana was coming off three losses going into that fight. Oh, um, okay. So she. So I think that's that why. Yeah. Big time. I think that's why White Maya might have been the favorite. Um, I mean, she was coming off a loss herself, but only the one. Right. Um, but again. Viana, as soon as she as soon as she got it got it down and got that armbar in, it was it was game over so quick. Like the the transition was was really good. She I didn't think she had it in even when she tapped. I didn't think it was that that well locked in, but, but clearly it was because yeah, White Maya tapped pretty much immediately. And you seen in the replay, she kind of had that crank on the arm that she needed to get the yeah. tap. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the angle they had live wasn't the best to see it, which is why I couldn't really tell at first. But then. Same get the other, same other angles, you, you've really seen it. And then, again, deserved. She, well, say it was much shorter to fight that one, minute yeah. 53. But it, it showed that that Viana, maybe the three losses were just unlucky. Possibly, yeah. But sometimes that, that can help. You know, makes them come back and say, I need this win, I need to pull out everything. And that's probably how she's come in. She's had a game plan and she's executed it. Yeah, maybe. What was your girl's name again? Not known uh, her behind. Yeah, with my um, I, I don't think I've I've seen her before. She's only got she, that was only like a an eight fight in total. Okay. So she's got yeah, she's got a four and four record now after that so I doubt you would have seen it. That was a to be fair, it was fourth fight in the UFC. Fifth if she includes the ultimate fighter. Yeah, so, so I guess that's why it's I not like she hasn't got that. experience. Yeah, it's not like she's the experience in the UFC, but both these are the type of fighters who at the minute are just staying on the prelims and looking to make that rise. Um, yeah. It's just to like, just, you know, the, the more later prelims, because, you know, I, I know myself and you're probably the same over the years, never really, unless there's a big, big name on the prelims, don't really watch them all that often. Yeah, yeah, I um, agree. You, you, might catch, you might catch like the one before the main event. Well, the main card happens other than that you don't yeah. really pay much attention to them yeah and it, a lot it, of the time. trying to get get that aim get that boost up to the main card and think possibly Rihanna's she could possibly be on the main cards next time around especially with an impressive win like that yeah definitely I mean same could be said for both of them to you know Mallory on Mallory um, yeah. they could both easily make the jump yeah. who knows you know yeah. maybe, maybe that's the next fight it's two against each other uh, to you know move up in the rankings kind of thing yeah I think it'd be an interesting fight. Definitely. Right, so after that, uh, we had Sean Brady versus Christian Aguilera. She clearly gave up on the singer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, To be honest, at least at the prelims anyway. Yeah. Definitely at the prelims anyway, possibly of the whole card. That was probably my favourite fight. No, probably wasn't actually, but... I think he was the most, I think that Sean Brady was the most impressive one Still fighter on the card. The most. Yeah, I think he just, you see, you looked at him straight away and he just, he looked like a star straight away. Yeah. I think even like the fact, like the way Paul Felder was going on and stuff like that, working with him and training with him and stuff, like he just knew. I, I never ever thought he was going to lose that fight and yeah. he, I just, just thought he looked brilliant. Oh, he was so comfortable, yeah. so easy, I don't, I don't think. I did the way Paul had kind of picked him up and said, you know, the, the guillotine, especially what I got him with, he's been that himself and it's hard to get out of. I was watching a feeling like Brady was going to win that one and he's still undefeated. Yeah, it was like, so. yeah, 
12 and all, I think. 12 and all, yes. Yeah, um, so, I mean, good. He's, I don't think he's quite a contender yet, but I mean, getting another couple of wins under his belt and he's certainly got to be in contention. I mean, as I say, when Paul Felder was going on about him, I just sort of thought, this is a matter of time. When's he going to get this? When's he going to get this guillotine in? Yeah. Like, you just knew it was coming one way or the other. Yeah. And he was just, I just thought he was brilliant. Definitely. Uh, he's one to watch, came, definitely. I, 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 it didn't look too bad. He, he was engaging in that as well. So you can't really take much away from him. He scrambled out of that first skill of the team as well. Yeah, so Aguilera can't take any away from him either. I thought he might have actually got out, but you know, Brady kind of just imposed himself on him, got that position, sunk that skill of the team right in, and passed out, didn't he? <laughs> you know, it looked like yeah, he tapped yeah, at first, but I think he was just kind of he looked more shocked. <laughs> No, I, I don't. To be fair, it wasn't necessarily a bad performance from Aguilera. I just think like Brady was just too too good, too much for him. Yeah. Um, I say he didn't look he didn't look troubled once during the whole fight. I think he knew it was going to come eventually. Um, but I say Aguilera. It's not that he, he had a bad performance. It's just Brady was another level. Yeah. Um, Ready to come in. That, that, to be fair, that's a good test. Yeah, that's a good test for for you know for Aguilera because now he's he's fourth level of competition. That was quite a bit higher than him. That's going to help him elevate his game. Yeah. And you never know. That could that could be the start of like a, a better progression for him. Definitely. Um, yeah. Oh, got to go somewhere else. I mean, you and people yeah. start talking about him and that as well. Yeah, I definitely think that was. I think he was probably my performance of the night anyway. But yeah. yeah then we were. Um, so after that, we had. Alex Caceres and Austin Springer. Yeah, so um, Springer was making his debut, wasn't he? Springer was his debut, but he come in overweight, didn't he? I think he was one five one, was yeah, he? Seven so, pounds over. Yeah, yeah something like that. I don't know how that played. To be honest, he took it early. I think it was that he took that fight early. So there was a bit of change around. Um, you know? Yeah, like three, three and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes, so fairly yeah. early. Like, to be honest, I didn't like the look of that Springer. He looked out. See, whereas whereas like Aguilera and Brady, you could tell that like didn't necessarily look out much, but you knew that Brady was better. Yeah. Caceres and Springer straight away looked completely out matched. Like he seemed Springer seemed stiff. I didn't think he was throwing any shots that well. I yeah. Don't think anything he was he was throwing or connecting was troubling Caceres. Again, I think I, I genuinely think Caceres could have ended that sooner if he wanted to. Yeah, it is. Uh... I, I don't know how it was. He, he seemed to look tired as well. He, that the, the shot that he made, like the take time, was just half assed to be honest with you. So I don't know if he was a bit tired at that point, but it was that, that body shot, body shot that Caceres hit him with, really hurt him. And then I think he caught him going in as well, didn't he? With the left hand. Yeah. And so then, I just think everything, nothing Spring had done really impressed me. I think I, he was pumped at the start, and you could see, and obviously he would be making. Yeah. UFC debut, but I just think I don't know. Maybe he maybe was overplaying in his head too much or something. I just don't think. I, I'd say he's, he's. I'd never heard him. Never seen him before. Um, but to be given that shot in the UFC, it's not like he would have just put plucked him off off the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would have had fights elsewhere, and uh, his performance levels would have been a lot better than that. I don't know if he comes from um, contender series. I think he might come through the contender series. Right. Yeah, he hasn't even got a Wikipedia page, so I can't even tell. Um, oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but well, uh, I just, I just, again, I don't know. It's that be, thing be interesting to see him again. It's, it's that thing with the deb
you show up and you do what you need to or it becomes too much and may- maybe that was the case with him yeah. his first fight in the UFC maybe maybe he was nervous but I'd be interested I'd be interested to see him against see how he fares in another fight I think I don't know maybe maybe nerves got some sort of maybe as I say he was too sort of into it um, yeah. you know <laughs> his game plan it seemed anyway he didn't seem to have a game plan it, maybe his game plan's gone completely off the window yeah it's just kind of fell off a little bit <laughs> maybe next time like he can make weight you don't know what happened with his weight but to yeah. go by that much obviously that's what I mean and then we obviously know you know we know all fighters put weight on after they've weighed in anyway so yeah. for him to be £7 over already and then put extra on it's like it's a lot to be dealing with definitely um, Caceres really he's done, he done what he needs to and uh, got, got the finish quick as you said, I think could have got it done quicker, but he was just kind of seeing what Springer was doing at that point to see if he was off nighting. So Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, it's, yeah, easy for Caceres, I think. He needs better opposition, I think, to challenge him, it looks like. Yeah. Didn't look troubled, I think. Quite, quite fluent. But, confident in there. Yeah, his record's a bit up and down, like, but I mean, he's got three wins in a row now, so I mean, surely you've got to, you've got to be thinking about him fighting a, a better level of opposition, so. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just be sticking around the, pre- the prelims all the time, can you? So. I'm sure he'll uh, he'll get a better opponent next time. Oh know? yeah, I'm sure he'll be. I'm sure he'll be knocking you know. on Dana's door. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, next fight then was Zach Cummins and Alessio Di Chirico. Chirico. Oh, Chirico. Yeah. Not sure how to exactly pronounce it, but um, so that was the first fight of the night that went to a decision after yeah. four submissions in a row. Um, that, was, that was a good fight, I enjoyed that. It was, it was a good good scrap between both of them. I think Cummins, who's was kind of slow, got going in. He, he was getting getting advice from his coach and I don't think he was listening as well as he should. Yeah. But I, I don't know, I think maybe he just wanted to stand the man for the, for the first few and he, weren't getting it. he was getting it with quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Even the ref was saying to them like, "I need you to work." Wasn't yeah, he? Like, that, that, like, that, that was odd. Like, <laughs> and I went and Paul felt was like, "Fighting's not that easy." Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> hard to actually see oh, it. Engage, you know. I need more action. Yeah. Oh, he, he's not enjoying the fight, you know. I <laughs> know, oh, yeah. <laughs> Referee's like down the corner. I've got money on you. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it was. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I mean, I, I think Cummins probably. It was a close one. I think Cummins was definitely maybe the right winner. I don't. I don't agree with the judge who gave it a, tw- a thirty twenty seven to Cummins though. No. Twenty seven fight. It was a lot more closely contested than that I, I wouldn't have given it every round to him not at all so uh, the end what do you think of that Zach Cummins you know <laughs> got that kick hit and flush I think if he had a bit of extra time I think yeah I think if there was five seconds left and he hit it the referee stopping it straight away yeah but the fact that he hit it flush on the buzzer is it's you can't call that yeah you know what I mean it, that would have been harsh the, the, on, the buzzers went on it you know it's uh, would have been unfair, I guess. Yeah. Where, where was that all fight up, seriously? <laughs> I know. I mean, that, I think that's what his coach was asking for. He's more volume, you know, mixing up oh, yeah. the kicks and punches. You know, he, he was asking for that. And yeah. To be fair, I, I didn't, I, I didn't think the volume of what they were throwing was too bad. I thought it was. I thought it was like they both respected each other's sort of striking ability so they were like I'm not just going to th- go and throw bombs because I'll miss and then you'll knock me out the kind of thing you know what I mean yeah I think it was just a respectful sort of 
feel out process, but then when they did work from, they were from big, you know what I mean? It, it was hard because a lot of them were talking about how Zach Cummins can actually take a proper punch, and I thought maybe that's why his coach is saying, mix everything up, give us more volume, you know, yeah. he'll just take the punches and go back, <laughs> which he kind of did, to be honest with you, he took quite a few, but yeah, I, I think if they had more time at the end, yeah, it probably would have went down as a, a knockout because the way he got up and stumbled, you know, um, yeah, I think, think he would have had the knockout there. That was the case. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, he's, he's fortunate. The, uh, you know, the Chirico, whatever his name is, um, he's fortunate where that's landed. But, I mean, he's lost anyway. But I yeah. suppose a decision loss, loss looks a bit better on your, on your record than a knockout loss. Uh, what was Paul as well talking about? Brendan being, being a vegan and saying his nickname on it because it means before son. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably one of my favourite commentators, to be honest with you. <laughs> Felder, that, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's strange, but yeah, he counts counts the cup kicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I realised that I was like, oh, should I count that or not? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a bit of a crappy ball, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I, I can't remember what fight it was, and there was, was like there was like kicks getting thrown. It might have been the main event actually, Possibly, and there was like yeah. kicks getting thrown. And Paul Felder's just talking about something else. Oh no, sorry, the, the main commentator, sorry, just talking about something else. And Paul Felder yeah. just goes, "How can you talk over these kicks?" <laughs> okay, so like, I'm just getting get, just... like that because he was saying it so much about leg kicks. I was starting to wince myself as well. Was it? Mm, yeah, 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 nasty. Yeah, thing. we'll get we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, so, <laughs> next, the uh, final fight of the prelims then, another middleweight fight. Impa, I'm going to butcher this fella's name now, I just know it. Impa uh, Kasangane. K- K- Kasangane. Yeah, Kasangane. Yeah. Uh, against Mahi Patolo. Yeah, that's um, Yeah, that was Kasangane. Was just... He, he looked deadly. He looked brutal. Props to Patolo for actually taking them and keep going forward as well and throwing stuff back. But, um, but Dak and Sangani was was that his he, he'd fought in the UFC before didn't he or was that his he'd debut? fought in the contender series right this yeah. was just like official UFC debut right and to be fair let's look at um, Patolo's record what he's done in the UFC so yeah I mean so Patolo he's fought in um, he's fought in victory FC he's fought in cage fury he's fought in Beltor and then that was his fourth proper fight in the UFC and he was on contender series as well so right. he's um, you know he's no, quite he, he's not, he's no, yeah, he's no yeah. slouch. I mean, that for someone just coming out of contender series, having his first proper fight in the UFC, that that was a hell of a performance by Kasangane. It, it was. He, he looked composed. You wouldn't think, you know, that was his UFC debut. He, he no, you really wouldn't. Composed and everything. No, not phased. You know, yeah, he, he threw some bombs. <laughs> I yeah, realized that, that, that it. it was he was thrown constant. He was thrown constant, but he was thrown with power every time. It's not like yeah, he he was. <laughs> I wouldn't say he was trying at every punch to end the fight, but he was making sure that he felt every punch. Yeah. And it didn't I seem overly concerned with throwing to him many jab. Yeah. Um, he's going for that big and fight. Yeah, and he was just he was a he was a good fighter to watch. He was, he was he was pretty entertaining. I think of the prelims, that was one of my favourites, to be honest with you. Not my favourite, but um but all I think that was the thinking. best fight of the prelims, as I say, I still think Brady for me was just more of the standout. Uh, yeah, I think just the dominance of it. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, Chris Angane was dominant in this fight, but I just think it was a completely different domination than what we've seen from Brady. Yeah, um, yeah. And it just it just impressed me. Um, uh, but yeah, I no, the, the Sangane's got a bright future. He has, yeah. And I, and I think Patolo didn't roll with them punches. 
he might have had a very different night, to be honest with you. I think him being able to roll with them and you know take some of the power away, I think helped him push through and yeah. keep going. So yeah, no, that, that was a good, that was a really good fight. That was enjoyable. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, both of them again, actually. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, definitely, massively. So, um, see, we so we're on to the main main card now. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was supposed to be five fights. Uh, used to four through a positive COVID test. I think you said. Oh, is that what it was for? Yeah. Um, pardon me, so yeah, or a possible positive COVID test or something. Something COVID related, anyway, as yeah. most things are these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the next fight was um, Bill Algio and Ricardo Lamas. Now this fight, the result was the one that shocked me the most out of any fight on the card. Right. Um, not because not because it was Ricardo Lamas in the fight, but just because I, I don't think rounds. Lamas won it myself. No. No, I. Okay. I I, I thought Algeo won the first two rounds myself, personally. Myself, I think, well, actually, I had him as the first, uh, Algeo as the second, and then the last for, for Lamas. Um, I was a bit, a bit shocked when, I think, did he give all three rounds to Lamas? Which was just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, did he? 29-27? Oh. I think, yeah, so they give one round to Algeo by the looks of it. Oh, okay. And then two to uh, Lamas. So I think they might have given the last two to Lamas. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the last the last round was a 10-8 for Lamas. Um, but I say for me personally, I thought that Joe looked a, a bit better the first two rounds. Yeah, I, I think it's the second round he he, um, he he shined more. He had that big knee, it was shook almost to a different other universe. He didn't even know where he was. Um, but there again, he kept himself composed. And he's he's come back and he's done what he needs to do in, in the third round maybe himself he might have thought he had lost them first two rounds which is why third round he's used his wrestling made made uh, Aljo suffer you know because yeah. uh, Aljo going into that third round looked very tired I think that's why Lamas was able to get him down as easy as well yeah I mean Aljo I imagine was probably looking at it you know Lamas is would have been a big name for him yeah, on his record early on um, Okay, yeah, so next fight, who, who, was, who was next in line? Um, Ale- Alexa Grasso and Ji Yon Kim. Right, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Grasso, she looked quite impressive, to be honest with you. She was landing all night long, she was mixing it up, kicks and everything. And uh, I think Kim just had trouble getting off the mark, I think. I think with the volume that Grasso was putting out, she might have been finding it difficult. Um, not entirely too sure, but as I say, it felt, it felt the same when, when she hit it to sting, but it seemed like she weren't getting much of that on. Yeah, I think with Kim, like the commentators were almost like bigging her up a little before the fight, saying like, oh, she's got a good poke of it, she won't give anything away during the fight, and I thought that meant she was going to be, like, yeah. she thought, you know what I mean? I thought she was going to be really good and a bit disappointed. But you can't deny that Grasso thoroughly deserved it. You know, thirty twenty-seven across the board. I mean, yeah. you can't argue with that. That was it. It was a it was a thirty twenty-seven fight in the end. I mean, I don't even um, think she needs to yeah, take she it just, down later on. I don't even think she even needed that. But no. to show that she can do that as well, you know, I think yeah, it's well deserved. That's it. In she's the kind end. of gone. I've already won the fight. Yeah, she's kind of gone. I've already won the fight, but now I'm really going to win the fight. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to put. And, Clear stamp on it. Yeah, no, it was a great performance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was no, it was a great performance. I think <clears throat> she's another one. Um, I mean, I'm not sure what the sort of contenders look like in the women's flyweight division, but I mean, after that performance, I think she's got to be in in the talk at least. Yeah, and she's actually went went up her weight. Was it? She was originally strawweight. 
and I think she went off and for the first fight at a lightweight. Yeah, yeah, I like the looks of her. Um, so quite quite fast and everything. So look forward to her next fight. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, look now she's fought. Um, yeah, she she was in Invicta for a while, um, and then she got from Invicta to to UFC. Right. The only real person I know she's fought was a uh, Carla Carla right, over yeah. the last fight before the most recent one. That was nearly, that was nearly a year ago. So to come back like that after nearly a year off and yeah. have such a dominant win like that is you know props to her. That what huge. was it? Uh, a result against Carla? Uh, she lost decision. Yeah, which is so again. I mean, it shows she can hang it in there, kind of with yeah, with the topper, with the more higher level fighters, kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So fair play to her. I say good, very good performance. Uh, can't deny she's talented. Yeah. Definitely. Well, well, um, yeah. yeah, be looking forward to seeing her again. Stockholm, me, Neil Magny and Robbie Lawler. To, uh, to, to be honest with you, I thought um, Lawler was going to do a lot more. Um, I, I don't know, it seems anywhere the fight went, he just he weren't able to, to hang with Magny. Magny looked on another level, yeah. um, taking him down, Definitely. you know, getting down in position everywhere. He even stood with him for a bit, you know, and then took him down again or put him up against the case. Just lauded and didn't look like he had an answer for him. No, to be honest, I don't think Robbie's been the same. But I think I've, I've every time I see Robbie, I've still got him in my head as that, you know, as champion Robbie Lawler, who was untouchable for a couple of years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've still got that version of Lawler in my head and then I think that's why I'm more disappointed when he loses because I've still got that image of him in my head, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it, ruthless wasn't very ruthless. Yeah. You know, he just... He, he did, Like you said, he didn't have an answer for anything Magni was doing, I think. It was... It was elementary, really, for, for Magni, I think. Yeah. Like you say, like, and to be fair, Magni was smart. When, when Lola did hit him with the shot, he, he took it to the ground and pulled guard. Yeah. And, and protected himself. So it was a very smart fight from, from Magni. Um, uh, to be fair, it, it, we shouldn't really be surprised. It's not like Magni hasn't been around for a while. Yeah. Um, been active this year, you know, before the end of the year, because that was four fights, which I think gives him the most fight this year if that's, that yeah. happens um, he'll be in the top 10 so and not that Lola as you say because he was the champion so you see Lola is still a top tier fighter but he's going to be, be facing people in the top 10 now and getting a, a, a good a good challenge yeah. I, I don't know that kind of shocked me when I seen how far down the rankings Lola, Lola had actually fell yeah. I think he was like 14th or something yeah, there, I, I, that I night and I think he'll drop even further now I don't know if he was 13th and Magni was 14th or he took away bands but you know it was yeah it was something like that yeah something like that but I mean who, who knows with Lola as well he's been in a lot of brawls and even though he likes that kind of fights after a while I think they can take the toll as well you know yeah a, you know he's on four losses in a row now it's it's Getting to a point where Dana's going to start asking questions. Yeah, maybe not even asking questions. The same, with it is what it is. And I think, even though he's been in the UFC for years, you know, when you get to that point, it's like, okay, well, we've got to actually consider letting you go, or you know, mm. giving you. One I think what's in his favour is what's in his favour is how long he's been competing in the UFC. Um, and I think what's also in his favour is he does seem to be, you know, him and Dana do seem to have a really good relationship. Yeah. Um, I think who was it I think 
I think I don't know if it was Clay either there was someone who just constantly was racking up three losses in a row and Dana never released him right um, and I think maybe Robbie might fall into that category because you know we, we know uh, going, going back over the years you get three losses in a row in the UFC that question Starker and Haston yeah. you might not last yeah but I guess if you've been in it for, for so long you might just say okay we one last chance and then it is what it is it's it's all in your it's all up to you now kind of thing you know yeah. if, if he does come I back I think the problem is with Robbie because sorry <laughs> if he does come back hope we see the Lawler that we used to and um, see him actually get off his mark and do what he does um, yeah if he does come back I'll be looking forward to that Lawler not what we've seen Saturday you know yeah I just think he's got a the problem is with Lawler is because he was champion, he was an elite level at one point. People know his game very easily. It's not hard to go go back and watch it, Robbie Lawler fight, to yeah. wear off his game. And I think once once people know your game, that's when you've got to start making changes. Like there's only a certain amount of people who, you know, everyone knows the game and they don't. John Jones, everyone knows John Jones' game. Yeah. But like he's that good that nobody can stop him. Yeah, and same with like you know, same with like football and stuff like that. You know, I always remember like um, I and Robin for Bayern Munich. People would always say, "You know what he's going to do? He was going to cut in on his left foot." Yeah, but it's trying to stop it. That that's the problem. That's and that's it, like yeah. John Jones. Um, and at a point in time when Robbie was the champion, that was him as well. People yeah. knew what he was going to do, what his game plan was, how he was going to approach the fight, but to try and stop him, and he knew you couldn't. And I still think he's got that mentality in his head. Obviously, I think you can scratch the Ben Askinen loss because he didn't tap, he wasn't yeah. out. Yeah. So I think you can kind of scratch that one, even though it does say lots in the, in the record books. Um, but yeah, I think Robbie needs to come in with a new game plan. Uh, try and mix it up a little bit uh, otherwise think, he's, he probably is going to get released I think if it is going to be you know you, you do it or, or you don't if it's that kind of fight for him where Dana said this is it now I think he'll he'll have to mix it up he can't just come in and just try and stand and bang because I mean not everyone's going to do that like you've seen with Magni he's going to take you down and whatnot. so I think if he comes back he needs to really switch it up and show that he still belongs yeah Hopefully he does. I've always enjoyed watching Robbie, yeah. to be fair. And it's, um, say, don't, he's one of them. I don't like to see him. I'm, I'm one of them with most fighters in the UFC. Like, I've got my favourites here and there and the ones I want to win. But for the majority of fights, I'm just watching it as a fight fan. Yeah. I don't really have somebody I want to win in, in a lot of fights. But, uh, like, with the main event, I, I didn't bother me who won. Like, I thought he, we'll get to that in a moment. But Robbie is one of them. I am an actual fan of, of Robbie. Um, oh, seeing him lose quite so, Disappointment to uh, yeah, yeah, and again, I think it's just you, you have that expectation of him because he was so good in his prime. Yeah, I, I think like with anybody. When I first started watching it, there was a few fighters that I had favourites, and if they lost, that probably gone cry for like the next the next day, whatever. But now it's like I'll, um, I will just watch most fights as a fan and enjoy what they do. You know? Yeah, and again, that's something else we'll come to shortly. Anyway, yeah. but uh, main event, so. Alexander Rakic and um, Anthony Smith. So, um, similar kind of story to Robbie and Magni really, I think. The the Anthony Smith, everyone's come to expect, didn't show up. Yeah, it was... Uh, Couldn't handle the leg kicks. The, them, them leg kicks were absolutely ridiculous, the, the sound of them. I mean, they even put them down at one point in it, the leg kicks. Um, I yeah. think just after that, uh, Rakic, he's just assessed himself, got on top, ground and pound, and I, I think what Andy Smith wasn't wanting is like a, a replay of the Teixeira fight. 
I think that fight for him just that wasn't good. So come back, I don't think he wanted that to happen again. But he, he just didn't do what he wanted to do, and I don't even know what that would have been. You know whether he had a game plan or not. But machine coming in, he would have had a game plan. But I just I didn't see it. Rachid, yeah. he's, he's done what he needs to do. He's got the leg kicks. He's you know switched up to hammer and tried to kick the body. You know, but he didn't want to do that. He just wants to get get on top and ground and pound. And he's got the winning yeah. end. No, as I say, I mean, Anthony Smith, you, you can't argue with, like, he's, he's a, he's, you know, considering he's only 32, he's been around a long time. Yeah. You know, that was his 49th, that was his 49th fight, yeah. so he's, you know, seasoned is the word, but it's almost like, and I've noticed this happen a lot in recent years in the UFC, where someone will build up wins, get a title shot, lose that title shot, and they just go on like a downward spiral. Yeah. Um, you know, that until when he lost, you know, he obviously got beat by, by Tyden. Then yeah. got beat by uh, I can't think of his name. That match with that straight That's after, yeah. um, and then I think I think it's happening more and more. Where and to be fair, you can go back like Shane Carlin. He got to, again go back to him. He's just a memorable sort of <laughs> fighter. But yeah. um, go back to him, and he obviously had the title shot against Brock. Yeah, and then ne- never got near there again. Yeah, and I mean, um, it is. It does happen. It might be that they've worked so hard to get to that point, and then they've been beaten, and it's just hard for them to come back, even mentally. But it's just, I don't know, when you get in that position, I think you just got to try and switch it up. And just tell yourself you will get there again. Yeah, some people take. That I mean, you know, then others like Dan Till. He's his confidence has never wavered. Yeah, even when he's had the loss to Masvidal, when he's had the loss to uh, who, who was it that beat him last time? I can't even remember. Um, was it Whitaker? I think it was Robert Whitaker. Yeah, Whitaker, yeah. So even, uh, to be fair, there's, there's no there's no shame in losing to Robert Whitaker, you know, former champion and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's had his sort of medical problems, but he's still, he was still champ. There's no there's no harm in losing that. Yeah. Um, but that, I think that's the difference with, with Till. His confidence hasn't wavered. He's still very, very confident in his own ability. He's still very confident he will be champion one day. Yeah. Um, with with Anthony Smith, that just, that he, he just looked like a shell, didn't he? Yeah, like he just looked a shell of us. He didn't look like Anthony Smith that got to that John Jones fight. Yeah, um, it was he actually he kind of looked like he was making his debut <laughs> in the USA. And that that's just the I am, but like, but, yeah, but like Felder said as well, and you can't uh, you can't discount that. Like he said it about Lawler, you know, don't don't discount what part the fans not being there plays in it because. Yeah. I think he said, you know, Robbie is almost treating it like it was spa- like it was sparring. Yeah. It's not. Like I think his corner that to say to him, you're in a fight. Into that third round, yeah. Yeah. That so maybe you know nobody knows how much that's that's having an effect. Yeah. Um, and you know, the thing was when you used to having you know a crowd around you cheering you on and whatnot, and then you go from that to having like what fifty people, maybe less, in and around yeah. the octagon. It's like. To me, and you've got, you've got to think of it from our perspective, you know, from your own perspective. Say you were going to the gym and just working out, it's empty normally, and then yeah. one day you go in and there's a hundred people watching you. Like yeah. you're gonna, you, you're gonna be like, what's, what's going on? You know what I mean? It's, it's gonna, it's gonna be the same in in the, in the reverse for for the fighters. Um, they used to feeding off that. Like imagine, imagine Conor McGregor now trying yeah. to fight in that. He wouldn't because he feeds off the fans. Yeah. Um, which is you know, but. Some fighters need it. Some fighters no. Some fighters have probably been better with no fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's no pressure on them. You know. Yeah. So, so come, you know, if if you've got a yeah, if you've got a completely off the ground fight, there's no one there to boo them. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I don't agree with the people who boo a, a, a fight completely on the ground. But you, no, you, you know, you don't. There's none of that there for them. Um, so it, 
it's going to help a lot of some fighters, but it's going to hurt some fighters as well. What I was going to say as well is when um, someone actually gets hit in the cup and they take however long they need to, the five minutes, and after a while, fans start booing. I mean, mm. I know you want to see a fight, but he's just kind of got hit and, you know, in a very Man's delicate got kicked path. in the nuts. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, think of it as yourself. If you were getting it, you know, down below, you'd need, like, more than five minutes to recover. <laughs> So the fact that they do it in less is just a big thing. I know people who need a day to recover from that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Five minutes is, is like just, it's almost cheating. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'd say I don't agree with fighters getting booed. Not, unless it's like, I don't know, if it's a warranted sort of reason to boo, boo away, but not for them when it's like playing to their... Not yeah. and then yeah, it's understandable, but... Not, not, even, not even that, like, well, I think the only one you can really say that to is um, Derek Lewis, and whoever, I can't even remember who he fought now, because it was that bad, when there was like 12 punches thrown all fight or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm on about, don't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that boo that fight, but I mean... I think it's unfair to boo fighters for just playing to the game just because it's not entertaining in the fans' eyes. I mean, real fans appreciate all aspects of oh, MMA. Cool. Don't get me wrong, maybe years ago we, we both might have been part of that crowd who oh, would have booed them for that. having a grand game, you know what I mean? But yeah, not anymore. No, it's, the, the more you watch, the more you start to appreciate every aspect well, of the sport, you know. And, I don't know what it, what it is when they go to the grounds, you know, after a while they start booing myself. I want to see what, what they're both going to do when they get there, you know. It's a, yeah, I think it's part of, like, maybe, you know, they pay so much money for these tickets, they want to see people get knocked out, which is which is fair enough, each to their own. Yeah. But if you, if, you want to, if you want the possibility of someone getting knocked out, if that's what you're going there for, go and watch boxing instead. Yeah. Because you know, there's no guarantees that somebody's gonna. Well, I mean, obviously, there's no guarantees in boxing someone's gonna get knocked out, but the probability of it's probably higher than in MMA because yeah. there's, you know, the only punching, they're not trying to submit people and stuff like that. So, yeah, the probability is higher. There's a lot more going on in, in MMA than there is boxing, and I, I love to it. see a good submission and how they've set it up. Yeah. Not just, not just knockouts, you know, it's the whole yeah. chess game. I mean, there's a reason sport. it's called. Exactly. I mean, there's a reason it's called mixed martial arts, isn't it? You know, to be honest. So, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's not called that for fun. It, there's a reason. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but no, it, just I say. Well, that's it. I mean, we're done with we're done with the card now, aren't we? So, um, yeah. I say, Smith again needs to, similar to Robbie, although not not with the three losses, but he needs to. He, he really needs to get back to that level that got into the, the Jones fight. Yeah, get get back in that win column and maybe then he'll get a bit of confidence back because you, you see... With He's definitely lacking that. Yeah, when they win, it's like they get that confidence back and that boost, but when you're on a little losing streak or anything like that, it can, it can really knock your confidence. You know, you don't know how that's playing on his mind when he goes in. Yeah, hopefully, you know, you never know. Maybe it's gonna, maybe fires him up a bit more. Maybe, maybe he does come back in next fight as a completely different, you know, person, different fighter. Yeah. Um, and you know, because he's he's entertaining to watch when he's on that when he's on that level. So let's hope we can get back to that. And I think Rockridge's he's certainly in that talk now of possibly fighting next after Jan and Dominic. But obviously, we've got. Thiago Santos and uh, Lovett Serra as well, so it's kind of a mad one to see what the outcome is of that, whether you might fight the, the winner of Tejera and Santos, but I guess Santos got a thing to say, well, um, rank number two, so really I should be going if I win. Yeah. I, guess, I guess we'll Which see you what can't argue with that. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, it, was a good, it was a good card, I enjoyed it, I don't think there was, I don't think there was a bad fight on it. No. 
for once, like don't get me wrong, there's been a lot of cards where a lot of the fights have left a lot to be desired. But I think you come out, I come out of that was 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 happy with you know. Yeah. Like I say uh, for me, barring the Lamas result, every fight went the way I expected it to go. Watching yeah. it, um, and it was enjoyable. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, same. I, I really enjoyed it. So I think um, the kind of next sort of segment that we're going into is DC. Um, he's retired now, Andy, and I think um, he just wants to talk about his, his legacy, I guess. I think he's deserving from that. Definitely, I think. The one thing I will say about DC is I think he's uh, very unfortunate that he's been in the light heavyweight division at the same time as John Jones. Yeah, I mean, you look at his record, he was in strike force, he went undefeated coming to the UFC. You know, he's he had a couple of fights there, and then when he's got to John Jones, and that was his first loss. And I just say that's it's it's unfortunate because I think the next fight that he had with, with Jones Jones won, but he got overturned. Yeah, got overturned, and that's so, all. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've seen something about DC, and it's I'm basically I'm putting the argument forward that he should have just gone to heavyweight from the get go. And then when you think about when he actually, yeah, when you think about when he actually come into the UFC, it's probably a good point to me. Um, like, I'm just going to get his record up now. I, I don't know if I'm wrong with this, but didn't he make the point of not going to heavyweight, so he, he didn't end up coming like clashing with Velasquez because he was. I think there was that. something in that. Something to do with that. I think as there well. was, yeah. But I th- think the point he was making is besides, you know, we've got three losses his whole career. Yeah. And two of them are to Mijic now. Yeah. And obviously, the one no contest with Jones. Um, but Jones was his, Jones was his kryptonite. Yeah. Because. Jones had him at every beck and call, you know what I mean? Yeah. Jones, for all his personal troubles and legal troubles and stuff like that, Jones is probably, well, he's in the conversation for, you know, greatest of all time. Yeah. That can't be denied. He's, he's certainly, I think, I, I, in terms of active fighters now, he's, I think for me, he's head and shoulders, like, yeah. above anyone else. But DC, like I say, you look at his, um, you look at his record. He come into UFC when was it? Um, no, he come into the UFC in 2013. Was his debut in the UFC against Frank Mir? Yeah. And um, at the time, Frank, you know, wasn't the same Frank Mir anymore. Um, mm. And then he fought Roy Nelson. Who Roy Nelson was always one of them. It was he was get a couple of wins, get a couple of losses, get a couple, you know, up and down. Yeah. Um, and it was after it was after the Nelson fight that he'd gone to light heavyweight. And I say maybe it was something about avoiding Kane because they are very close mates. But yeah, I think I, I don't know if I don't know if at the time anyone in that heavyweight division would have beat DC. What they were set, what they were making the point of with DC is if he had gone straight to heavyweight in the UFC, which he, to be fair he did start. But if he stayed in heavyweight, you would have been talking about the, the greatest heavyweight of all time. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah. But it, I don't. Know, I think. Because of Kane, was he champion at the time? So obviously DC beat Mead and then Nelson. And, you know, he was probably getting getting close to going for the title because he had won the Grand Prix in Strike Force as well. Mm. So he was, he was probably getting close to going for the title. But was Velasquez the champion at the time? And that's why maybe he's, he switched it up. Possibly, yeah. Um, I think I think it's a shame. To be honest, yeah. I know, obviously, him and Velasquez are the only boys that are good mates. But yeah. <laughs> as, as a fan, I've got to just think of it as how good that fight would have been. Between Velasquez and DC. Yeah, it would have been brilliant. Yeah. Um, um, but I think 
when it comes to you know, it, it wouldn't have been the first time we've seen teammates fight. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. sure it's probably happened plenty of times in the past. It happened a few times, and I think it shouldn't have. I know, I know. It's obviously there's a conflict of interest there a little bit, but it shouldn't get in the way. You know, it's not like they're gonna. You know, you've seen loads after the fight's over. It's you know, there's no bad blood between anybody yeah. ever really. Even Jones and DC, you know, they still dislike each other, but the respect after the fought has always kind of been there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it, I, I, I don't think it would have caused any problems. I think, I'd say, from a fan perspective, it would have been a brilliant fight, but he didn't want to go that way. And um, mm. like I say, it's just a shame for him. He's, he's been there at the same time in the light heavyweight as John Jones. Because if he hadn't have been, again, I don't think there's a single person in that light heavyweight bar than Jones that could have beat DC. Yeah, of course. That's what I mean. But I mean, I think that, that, that speaks to his, that speaks about how good DC actually was. I think that. The only two people that are, uh, are the greatest light heavyweight of all time, probably, and the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time. Mm. Like the fact that they're the only two people that have beat him speaks volumes about DC. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, add to the fact he was, you know, he was an, he was an Olympian as well. Um, it, you know, it's a really good wrestling record. You know, I think he fought and like just wrestled in the states championship and that, and he won a lot of yeah. gold and that. So I mean, he's he's got all all the credentials and everything. And he's taught the who's who in MMA. But that was yeah. also UFC's fought everyone, and he's only got. Would you um? So do you think he's where you Hall of Fame place? I think so, yeah. I think based on the fact that he's come through the strength force, he's won all of his fights in there until they come to the UFC. He's got the ice heavyweight championship and the heavyweight and in that time he's fought all the big names. He's beat the majority of them by three losses, is that right? Three losses, um, yeah, to two know, people. Yeah. Um, not to forget that he beat Stipe first as well, so yeah. that's what led to the trilogy in the first place. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, brilliant trilogy. Five yeah. Minutes. Um, uh, I'm happy. Yeah. That. No, definitely. I think he, he's definitely a Hall of Famer on his own. Um, and then I don't know if I don't know if he put like rivalries into the Hall of Fame, but if they do, you've got his rivalry with Jones and his one with Stipe just for the trilogy alone. Yeah. Both Hall of Fame worthy rivalries, kind of thing, you know. And I think um, I, I'm happy that he actually did have the third with Stipe just to clear, clear that all up, you know. Yeah, you know. they needed that dead rubber. It's like it's like McGregor Diaz. They probably should have had that dead rubber. Yeah. But McGregor weren't bothered anymore, I don't think. <laughs> He got yeah. he, he got his win luckily. Um he got his very lucky win against Diaz. Yeah. He was happy with that. He just wanted to know that he could beat Diaz and that's I suppose it. he proved it. Yeah. Which is fair enough. If that that's what he if that's the sort of legacy he wants to leave. But DC wanted to prove that, you know, he was the better fighter yeah. than Stipe. And Stipe wanted to do the same. The two, you know, the two very honourable men, the two very respectful men. They, you know, they've got a lot of respect for each other. Um both well matched. And you know that's what I mean, yeah, it was a it was a good contest, you know. Yeah. Say both respectful of each other as as people, but both respectful of each other as fighters. They both knew, obviously, both were, you know they won one in each at the time of the third one. So both fighters knew exactly what the other one was bringing. Yeah, um, yeah, they knew a lot. So of I think I think looking at it, DC was unlucky. Obviously, like the eye pokes and stuff like that. The, the eye poke was very unfortunate because that's really hindered his performance in my yeah. opinion. Um, I, I mean, obviously, eye pokes do happen every now and again, kind of thing, and some of them are unavoidable. But the one I've seen, like DC, uh, not DC, sorry, Steve A's fingers practically missing in DC's eye. Yeah, it's like I, it, you know, I, it's like his fingers are halfway, say, and it's like I don't want to say it was intentional because DC got him first, but it's he was doing a one-two combo, and you know he's. Mm. It's not like he's trying to block something that DC is 
performance. I, I don't think it would have been intentional. As I say, I don't think Stipe is that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I do genuinely just think it's been... Don't forget, you know, Stipe was a lot taller than DC, so his reach would have been a lot bigger. Yeah. And I think he's just maybe misjudged how much of a reach advantage he's had at that moment. Um, I'd be I'd be shocked if it was intentional. I really would. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's just how looked at on the replay, but as you said, I don't think, um, don't think it would have been intentional. It's just sometimes in the heat of the fight, you might not realise you, you're actually putting your fingers out. No, that's why yeah. I pokes at him in the first place. Fair play to DC as well, you know, he hasn't used it as an excuse or anything. Yeah, um, he's continued he's, fighting. Yeah. Continued to fight and he, he took the defeat on yeah. the chin. And um, yeah, you can't, you, I say, I'm glad we'll still get to hear him on commentary because I think he's a very good commentator as well. Uh, I think he's an excellent commentator. The input that he has, it's it's big because he, he's a fighter himself. But I mean, yeah. you, you've seen like, a lot of fighters are actually listening to him as he's commentating and actually yeah. getting the win because of his, his input. I mean, next to Paul Felder, he's the, the, they're my favourite commentators and Bisbon, I think Bisbon's uh, quite the odd you've got, to, <laughs> you've got to throw Bisbon in the mix because yeah. he's just, I love the fact that he commentates and roasts people on Twitter at the same time. Like, Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, again, Bisbon's one of them. You can't discount him being on commentary because, you know what, he was UFC for like 15 years before he retired yeah fought, fought anyone who's anyone yeah was champion like as this one's one of them I hated them I always remember UFC 100 against that uh, Danny <laughs> And at the time, I wasn't big into the UFC. Like, at the time, I'd seen UFC back before. Mm. And it was on Bravo. It doesn't even exist in the UK anymore. Yeah. And um, so I knew a bit about it. And then I had to get him back into it then and at that time. Um, and I remember exactly, for some reason, it was getting shown on the channel Racing World. And I have no idea why. Racing World? <laughs> um, yeah, that's what UFC 100 was getting shown on in the UK. Racing World uh, sounds like it's more for cars and stuff. <laughs> It's a horse racing channel. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, but it's owned by Sky, I think. Yeah. Um, oh no, that was after races. It wasn't owned by Sky, so that wouldn't have made sense. But that's the channel it was getting shown on anyway, because the only reason I remember, because it comes up every time, whatever the date was, UFC 100 was. Yeah. Um, on like me, reminder thing on my phone, like me, memories. Oh, yeah. That it was on Racing World. <laughs> but Michael Bisping was like one of the fighters I knew at the time, and I couldn't stand them. Mm. Um, I think it's probably the, the Manchester thing, <laughs> probably was the reason for that. But, yeah. Um, that, that's something yeah, I'm sure about them, I didn't like. And then. Yeah, that's something <laughs> I'm going to do when we do the next. Fast. Um, Fair <laughs> so, well, speaking of the next part, shall we, shall we uh, move on to that? Yeah, let's let's um, jump into that. Get, uh, okay. Well, shall, shall thanks for the memories, DC. Of, uh, we appreciate it all. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Been an outstanding career for them. Let's get into uh, letting the the, the listeners know about our, ourselves as fans. Yeah, like you say, exactly that. Let people know just a little bit about how we are as fans. So we're just going to sort of go over a few um, little just favourites of ours and things like that. So um, I'll, I'll read the categories out and you can go first, OK? OK. So uh, the first one we've gone with was, so your favourite fighter ever. Favourite um, fighter So ever. not an active fighter. OK, for this one, I went with Frank Mia. He really got me into the sport. Um I remember watching his fight against Sylvia and him snapping his arm and when it happened I thought, oh, that's like gruesome but it's appealing at the same time. It was quite confusing but from there I, just, I started watching his uh, replays and eventually watched UFC 100. It's enough because you've just been speaking about it and that's when I started to get a bit of biased, you know, because Brock won. So, uh, but um, yeah, I, I, t- I picked Frank Nia because he, he really got me into the sport. What about yourself? So I, w- I was gonna go with 
my fighter for the same reason as yours. And if I was, it was going to be Tito Ortiz. Okay. Like I said, I first seen... Um, he's not my choice, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, I first seen UFC years and years ago, probably around about 2003, be wrong on that, but around that kind of time. Yeah. And, um, the fighter I just remember standing out was Tito Ortiz. Right. Um, and he just he, back then like he was just he, he was, was a powerhouse he was, right? he was yeah. spectacular yeah. yeah he was he was boss he was really good to watch so he's the one who got me into the into fighting but now looking back at it and he, it's, it's a bit of a strange one really uh, to be honest and I think I'm going to go with, uh, with Rumble Rumble Johnson like okay. yeah I don't know every time he was on the card I just made sure I had to watch it like he was so explosive he was just so entertaining and so fun to watch he was yeah. just he was a killer and there was just there's something about it like you know you watch him outside of the octagon and he's the nicest fella on the planet mm. and then you get him in the octagon and he will rip <laughs> your head off yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there was, he was just so he was just so entertaining to watch and I think as I say if I was going for longevity of how long I've been seeing it yeah Tito would be me the one but there was just something about him but that was just so entertaining and just brilliant to watch yeah he was honestly brilliant um Okay, so very different, um, very different opinions there, but that's good. That's that's what this is about. Yeah, that's what we so, like. um, so your favorite current fighter? So, like, who's active on? I imagine it's probably UFC roster now. But your favorite current fighter? Um, favorite current fighter? This now because I don't. It's not like I particularly have favorites anymore. As, as I said before, you kind of get biased um, when you start having favorites. But I went with Amanda Nunes, and I, I think. Not just even for it being a champion and how great of a fighter it is, it's just how, how humble she is and how, you know, what she's like as a person. You see her after the fight and, you know, it, it, I think it was in her last fight, she actually gave the belt to, um, what her name, her name just went on yet. head. Um, it was the <laughs> <was a> last <laughs> fight anyway yeah, and yeah. she put the belt over her shoulder and I thought that was, that was just nice because she was saying, you know, you're going to be champion one day and I think... yeah. That's just a I, nice I, thing to do. You know? I know what you mean there, yeah. And the yeah. things gone up my head as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I can't argue with, with Nunes, to be fair. She's she's probably the best female fighter the UFC's ever had, which when you look at some of the names in there, Ronda Rousey, yeah. uh, Cyborg, oh, yeah. you know, Misha, Holly, Holm. Hey, Holly Holm, some big names in there, and Nunes yeah. is probably comfortably the best one. Yeah, and Nunes, I think, beats all them, you know, as well. Yeah, I think the only Fashion. one, really, who does come close is, uh, is Joanna. Is, is Joanna and I think is Shevchenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, Nunes, she's, so, yeah, can't argue with Nunes to be fair. Yeah. Um, I, I went, this one was very easy for me, couldn't fight her. Again, like I said, don't have many, many favourites anymore, but for this it was Khabib. Khabib, yeah. Um, he's just, he's flawless. Yeah. Just, there's not there's not a problem there's not an issue in his game you know everyone when he fought McGregor everyone was saying he's not going to be able to stand up for him he put McGregor down yeah and what what's so good to watch about Khabib is no matter who he's against he turns it into his fight doesn't yeah. matter like and there's nothing anybody seems to be able to do to stop him if he wants to take you back he's going to take you back you can try yeah. and stop him but you're not going to whatever he if wants, he wants to, to do it, he's going to do it he's doing it yeah. yeah and you know when you're there the likes of um is it? He, he's in the same team as DC, isn't he? And I think uh, is it Rahold as well. Um, yeah, but like he, he trains with DC and like he throws DC around like he's not, and DC's like said this, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
I mean, he, yeah, he's just, I'd say, he's just, uh, there's not, I can't see a, I can't see a gap in his game. Um, yeah. And, you know, you could have said the same about, like, Ferguson, mm. but then he's gone in. Who, who was it that beat him? I can't even remember. Was it Gaethje? Gaethje, yeah. Yeah, he went in against Gaethje and Gaethje annihilated him. Yeah, just um, And nobody yeah, thought Ferguson had a gap in his game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so far, nobody's been able to get close to Khabib. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a hard puzzle so, at the minute, isn't he? And that's yeah, that's he's just yeah, he's boss. Can't, I think it's um, is it actually is it Khabib and Gaethje now? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Gaethje's is coming in. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fantastic fight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Maybe Gaethje's the one to stop Khabib. Who knows? Um, maybe, maybe. And the thing is, I think if Khabib eventually does get beat, I think for me it's going to be one of them. I'm going to be disappointed because I say Khabib, yeah, he's he's my favourite at the minute. But I can't, I don't think I'll be that disappointed because whoever's beating Khabib will deserve it. Yeah. Will have had to fight the perfect fight. Like I'd have to appreciate what you've done if they end up beating Khabib. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think naturally, given how long Khabib's been at the top, nine times out of ten, he's going to get the rematch if he wants it. I don't only really say if he That's wants I mean. it because he's, you know, he's had the whole team. He's the, he's the guy. His father and that as well. So you don't mm. know. That's he's end. the man, isn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, say what you want about Jones and McGregor and stuff like that. Right now, Khabib's the man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, so again, nice, nice different choices there. Yeah. Um. So I think this is the one you said that you were going to struggle with. So your favorite fight ever? Yeah, I, I like our fights picked out for this one. <laughs> um. <laughs> but of course, we're, we're narrow it down to one. Um. I so think run me run through the five that you chose that you couldn't choose from. The five I had Leonard Garcia and Green Zombie their first one. Then I had Dan Henson and Shogun their first fight. Vanderlei Silva and Brian Stam, uh, Diego Sanchez and Guida, and then Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner, the first one. Yeah. Um, and again, I've based this more on what got me into the sport, and what fight got me into the sport, and uh, be Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner. I always remember the first time watching that. Exciting, you know. Back I, I remember, action, yeah. It was, a, it was an extra on one of the UFC games, wasn't it? I think that, so, yeah. And UFC 1 was on it, I think, for some reason. Yeah. Really weird, like, when games actually gave you good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but as as great as the other ones are, just coming from this is what got me into the sport, and it's definitely that. As I say, I always remember watching it, how much I enjoyed it, showing it to, to everyone that I could. It's fun, it's like yeah. punching each other in the face. And yeah, so that one will always stick as my favourite fight for that reason. Yeah, so the choice for me was, was much easier than it was for you, but we got to the same place. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin, man. That's yeah. just, I think that maybe is the reason why so many people dislike sort of the ground aspect of MMA. It's because yeah. you see a fight like that, two fellas swinging for the fences for 15 minutes. Yeah. And Unstop. let's be honest, obviously Forrest gets the win, but no one lost that fight. They both went to oh, get a contract. That's it. You see Bruce Buffett in the background jumping for joy because they both got a contract. <laughs> um, you know, there's just so many good things about it. Like, you couldn't... Forrest, obviously, I'd say, got the win. If they would have given the win to Bonnet, you couldn't have argued with it. Yeah, yeah. You, had, you know, there was, there was that. And then you had, like, just even the little things, like Forrest Griffin at the end, saying, looking at himself in the camera and saying, that yeah. ugly. Yeah. Like, just yeah. everything about it was memorable, you know what I mean? It was just everything about that fight as a whole was memorable. And, it, um, and yeah, it, I think it's... Out, you know. 
that put UFC on the map. That fight. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it was just the, the Ultimate Fighter finale, like, but that fight put UFC on the map. And obviously, it's grown and grown now. You've got, you know, some you've had some massive throws, but that is the one that you'll always go back to. That's yeah. That for me is the best fight of yeah, all time. Definitely. And as, as great as there's been some fights in in recent years, like like them, them that's going to take some top and for me. They were all yeah, definitely fights. Absolutely. You know, similar, but that that always stands out. The Forrest Griffin, Stephen Bonner fights will always stand out. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's people who don't even like MMA or anything like that, but they know about that fight. Yeah, and I think that just kind of that that says it all about it. And it's like. It's like in any, and there, you can, there can be a sport that you're not really interested in, but there's like one key moment that like everybody knows. You know, yeah. in football, it could be, um, you know, in England especially, anyway, it could be like Michael Owens going in the World Cup against Argentina. Yeah. Um, like if you're into wrestling, like WWE and that, everybody knows that image of Undertaker throwing mankind off the cell, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's these there's these certain things that every that people just know. I know that's a bit of a, a sillier example, but it's that same like, that iconic always, image, you know what I mean? If, yeah. People, people yeah. know it, yeah. yeah. So, and I think that fight is that for the UFC. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I don't know how difficult this one was for you. Um, and my answer is probably well, I can't say that, but I imagine my my answer will be a bit more controversial than yours with this. So the fighter uh, that you appreciate more now. This was easy. Okay. And it's it's Brisbane, and it's going back to what we were saying okay. earlier. It's it's mostly when, when we first watched him, it was mostly through the whole Manchester Liverpool thing. Oh, he's you know he's a man and all that you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't like him, but as as I've grown as a fan, I appreciate more of what he's done. You know, not just him, but any places like going in there, put your body on the man, fighting for the fans, fighting for your family, and then what made me even appreciate him more is the whole thing with the eye. You know, he kept he kept that covered up. Yeah. And he, he managed to become the champion in that while having this thing that no one knew about. I mean, that for me, I, I'd appreciate him at that point anyway, but that just yeah. made my appreciation go even higher. Literally, literally fighting with a disability. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, you, can't, you can't knock him. No. I mean, to be fair, you know, you can you can attest to what life is like with with only having one good eye. You know what I mean? So yeah. you know how difficult things can be like yeah. that. So for him, for Michael Bisping to go and beat Dan Anderson, Anderson Silver, uh, George Saint. Well, he didn't obviously beat George, but to fight George Saint Pierre, to yeah. fight Kelvin Gastelum um, with one eye, mm. like is is just it's phenomenal. You can't you can't it, take anything from it. You know, there's not a lot of people that can say that they've done that. You know, no, that, that's the whole reason why he had his shades on when it's sort of the commission. Yeah, aware of it. That's it. He you was know. smart. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Fair play to him, and and now and he's, you know he gave us an iconic image when he took it out on camera. So. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that was just crazy. That was just absolutely mad. Seeing that was just popping his eyes. I know, yeah. That's why I have to deal wow. with you know, and it, it is he'd have to deal with it, but he's he's done yeah. it. And now yeah, he's now, a, a great commentator. He's definitely hilarious. You know, he's a very good commentator. He's a good analyst as well. When he's like on yeah. the ESPN show, yeah, I'll never forget his little showdown with with Colby <laughs> on there. Uh, <laughs> he's just he's a, he's a wind up merchant, but he knows what he's talking. Again, like I said before, you know, fifteen years in in the UFC or whatever it was, a long time in the UFC anyway. Yeah. Most wins in UFC history. You know, yeah, he is to, a bona fide legend. Because they couldn't for that amount of time. You know, yeah. you see a lot of fighters for. But he, he's got the gone, he's become the champion. Can't knock him at all. No, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, like I said, mine, mine's a bit controversial, and what? there probably won't be many people who agree with me on this. So, it would 
Brisbane was probably the close second for me because I, I was exactly the same as you, like I said. And towards the end of his career, I absolutely loved Brisbane. Yeah. And I think he's great. Um, but for me, <laughs> it, it's Brock. Brock, okay. Yeah. Now, when you know yourself, I wasn't, you weren't a fan of Brock and I wasn't a fan of Brock. Yeah. And I don't know what, I don't know if it's something with being like the big box office draw in the USA. I don't like it for some reason. I think that's oh. what something to do with it. As but, and we'll come to that in a moment and you'll understand why I've said that. But <laughs> Brock come in and yeah, because he was the draw, he might have been given like a title shot early and things like that. Mm. Um, but when you actually go back and watch Brock fight, the man was just a freak of nature. Like, <laughs> He was just frightening. Like everybody go, everyone. I remember people going on about these the little punches that he done when when people were on the floor and thinking, how can they do anything? Yeah. But then you've got to think, yeah, had the mass. Because don't forget, at the time, Brock Lesnar was in the best shape of his life. Like he was, he was probably ninety percent muscle at the time. Like yeah. just them little punches, him hammer fisting, even though they look like nothing, will be causing damage. Like yeah, the, the biggest had, hands as well. You know. That's what I mean. Yeah, his hand was enormous. Like his <laughs> hand was bigger than some head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, he. But then you watch, like, the, he had the speed on his feet. Mm. Like I always remember when he practically, practically like rugby tackled. Um, was it Heath Herring? Heath Herring. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. He ran into like, him and just took him out. Yeah, but <laughs> the speed of that and Heath Herring was a lot bigger than him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, but even like we we went on about it earlier, Shane Carwin, like he's shown that he had that that submission side of him as well. Yeah. And I think if he never got the the diverticulitis, he probably would have been looking at. He wouldn't have gone back to WWE. No, you would have been looking. Yeah. comfortably the best heavyweight of all time like yeah. he was people again people didn't like him because of who he was and where he'd come from at the time and when I say when you actually go back and watch him he was unbelievable he really was he was absolutely brilliant yeah. and he, I'd say he might have got chances a bit early because of you, because he was Brock Lesnar but you can't deny he, he deserved to be champion like yeah he, he, he come he in, he, well. he destroyed, Rand, you know, destroyed Randy Couture, destroyed me in the second fight. Yeah. Um, I say he had that adversity against Carmen where it looked like Carmen was going to do it. Yeah. And, you know, and Lerner was smarter, a lot smarter than him. Uh, it, yeah. Again, I think the one big shock was obviously when he got beat by Kane. Um, but as I say, I think just, just from, again, still not a big fan of Lesnar, sort of the person, but in terms of his actual ability, I can now appreciate right. how good he yeah. was a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the career that he's had, he's the biggest names as well. You know, he's not been there with slouches, you know. That's what I mean. They gave him the top dogs straight yeah. away. Like, was his debut against Mia, was it? Debut was Mia, and then I think he had Ether and Couture, and then I think and back to Mia. back to Mia, yeah. Yeah, so no, he was he was he was great. Um, yeah, can I say just it was fun to watch uh, again? One of them steamroller. That's the whole thing as well. It's like. Like, not even so much the, the wrestling where he, he was coming from like he was coming from WWE so people thought he'd be like a, a phony wrestler I guess but yeah. you know he, he, he's, he's, a he's, legit. An NCAA, he's an NCAA champion yeah he is a legit wrestler no he was an all-American wrestling champion like <laughs> Um, no, he was, he was yours, he was good. Um, okay, so I say, probably a bit controversial my one there, but oh, I stand by it. Um, yeah. So, I don't know how easy this one was for you, it was very easy for me, but again, you can go first. Who's the who's a fighter that you hate? Hate. Um, hate. It can I, be for whatever reason you want, whether it's ability or personality. I didn't even have to think for this one. And I, I Not think, me neither. I think yours would probably be the same. I think a lot of people will have this, but it's Colby. Colby Covington, and okay. he is... Just a minute, really, isn't he? He's yeah. As as good as he is at a wrestling, you know, and whatnot, is his personality and stuff, and how he how he is himself. Just 
I just don't like him. You know, there's there's a difference between confidence and cockiness. Arrogance. Oh, arrogance. Yeah, and like that's what annoys me is like his arrogance. You know, even when he was the interim. You no, know, even when he had the interim belt. Yeah. Like, no, this is this is the real title. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna take this to the White House and put it on Donald Trump's yeah. desk and stuff like that. And to me, again, you go back to it like that. That's what Brisbane said to him. Like, are you still living in this imaginary world? Do you actually yeah. believe that you're the champion? And yeah. No, I guess that. He has like delusions of grandeur. You know, he thinks yeah. he's the yeah. champion already. You've still got to, you know, fight Usman. Mm. We've seen how that went down. You know, he hasn't even come back since that fight, has he? No, and now he's fighting Woodley. So, yeah. so you know, let's go tired. <laughs> Yeah, kick his ass, would <laughs> so, um, okay. yourself? So, Colby is a, is a very, very close second for me. Okay. Um, now that I've said that, I reckon you probably already know what I'm going to say. Um, it is the Vince McMahon walk stealing, Liverpool girl impregnating Conor McGregor. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I was a bit thingy with McGregor as well. It, it is between them two, but the reason why yeah. I got with McGregor is because how he was against Cerrone. Seems to have had a little little turn in his in his personality, his approach. That's that's why I didn't, didn't go with him. Colby yeah, no, <laughs> not not an against McGregor ability wise, no doubt, and he's he's very good, and I'll never dispute that. I'll never argue that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But his personality, I, I don't like it. Um, he hasn't. He yeah. He probably everyone goes. You know, it's the biggest draw. He's not. He, he hasn't been the biggest box office draw on his ability. It's on yeah. his mouth. Um, yeah. Brock Lesnar, to be honest, was the previous biggest draw in UFC history. Before Connor, he was the previous biggest box office draw. And obviously, yeah, Lesnar was a bit mouthy, but that was just like his, his WWE coming into play. But mm. I think Lesnar was more on one because he was a, just a big name anyway. But I think that was his ability more than it was his, his mouth or anything like that. Whereas McGregor, you know, as I say, I think he's become the box office draw or at least before he's so-called retired again. Um, is was because of him being mouthy and being arrogant, a bit like a bit like Colby. Um, mm. And I think the one other thing, um, two the two other things I can't stand about what McGregor what McGregor has, has done and what well, one that he's done and two something that he's brought to the sport. Uh, one is the fact that he goes around claiming how good he is when he's never defended the belt. Yeah, that for me is that's big. That's it. Getting the belt's one thing, defending it's another. You're not really. A that's what I mean. And he get, and he runs away every time. It seems anyway, it seems, every time it's time to defend the belt, he doesn't want anything to do with it. That, I think, is, is poor on him, just from like, just just defend your belt. If you win, then yeah, you, you're in the best of life, but if you lose, at least you've defended it. Yeah. Um, and the other one is just the amount of casual fans it brought into, into it. Yeah. You know, these, these, these are the type of people who come up here in, in town or something and go, listen, lad, I'd say in UFC, you don't, that's a promotion, no. go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's going to raise, you know, yeah. that, that did happen, like, you know, it's just, oh, do, do you watch this UFC? Oh, yeah, kind of McGregor's good, isn't it? He's, yeah. He's all right, oh, yeah. He's all right, yeah. Better but, fighters you know, than him. Yeah, and exactly. You know, say Khabib proved it. Mm. Diaz proved it Diaz proved he's better as I say Connor was probably a bit smarter the second fight with Diaz but again it was still close it was it was still 3-2 you know it could have went either way yeah I, I think I asked Diaz win that fight I think I had I think I had yeah. Diaz 3-2 myself like, but it was one of them it, that again it could have gone either way there so you can't nearly grumble too much on that one yeah Um. but I just as I say I just yeah I just I just cannot stand them in the slightest mm. yeah that's understandable. As I said, like Connor was close second, but it was just that I mean, it was a bit different with Cowboy. Colby was just he's just an idiot. That's all I've got to say about him. <laughs> 
Something needs to be said. Uh, that's kind of like a little glimpse into... A little insight into us. Yeah. No, yeah. As you say, in the future, um, we will go into... We will probably dive into this more. And, um, you know, through doing this, we'll, we'll start learning about new fighters from different promotions and things like that. Um, yeah. It's not going to be all UFC-based. Obviously, at the moment, that is... It's the most easily accessible one, so it's easy to, to focus on the UFC. But, yeah. obviously, like we say, you've got your three sort of major promotions at the moment with Bellator and, uh, and one as well. So I don't think Warren back yet though are from sort yeah, of being locked down. Um, but we will be diving so, into them. Yeah. It's not there's a reason it's called the MMA judgment and not the UFC judgment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but, uh, we'll we'll learn on the job, we'll uh, we'll expand as we go and it will be more, you know, slightly more well rounded in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's speaking of that, yeah, there's a question for you just off the top of my head. So, have you got like a fighter that you do enjoy watching outside of the UFC at the moment? Um, and I've just kind of sprung this one on your book. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. To be honest with you, no. I mean, I'd say UFC is more easily accessible to us at the minute. So, I haven't really dove into the other organisations. Um, but I am going to do that, definitely. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's some, some names. I think one. One that comes to me, yeah, there's Michael Chandler, but I haven't actually seen seen him fight. So I can't really say that I enjoy him because I haven't watched him, but it is something yeah. I'm gonna gonna be be doing definitely. What about yourself? Yeah. Um, the only one I've ever really taken any real interest to um, is Michael Venom Page. Okay. Um, MVP. He's just he's a showman. So like he is, he's very good. To be fair. Yeah. Um, he's the one who fractured Cyborg's skull. Um, so like he's definitely talented, but he, he's a bit of a showman as well. So yeah, uh, he, he's fun. He's fun to watch. He's British as well. So it's it's nice to be fun. Yeah. I think he's British anyway. Don't want to look like him in the but <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Because he's, he's he's on he's on most of the um, he's on most of, like UK Bellator cards. Yeah, just, uh, just me. Just yeah. me from sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're good. We'll see. I was, if I was wrong there, you would have had to just delete the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> again. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's he's, he's interesting. He's, he's definitely one to watch. But yeah, no, I'm the same as you. Like I say, not really. Never really had a chance to give any other promotions a go. Yeah. Um, I did have a few years ago I was starting to get into Bellator a little bit because they had the um, I think they had it on like four music or something strangely every right. Friday or the channel owned by Channel 4 or something like that every Friday so I had that on like constant record yeah and so that was quite good you were able to access it then yeah 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 it made it a little bit easier yeah. but like I say there's, there's tons of tons of MMA out there I remember seeing an MMA years ago it was a British one it wasn't Bama I don't know what it was it was something on um, something on Sky Sports yeah. but I remember watching it and um, one of the fighters got knocked down and the referee started the 10 count what? So, what? that sounds positive <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, it was it was like it was it was really weird because I was expecting he got knocked down. I was expecting him to just rush over and get on top, and the referee was like one, two. I was like, stop. Well, no, like, no count. It was like MMA mixed in with rules of boxing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like MMA with boxing rules. It was strange. Yeah. So, but you know, even going away from MMA, you've got like you know you've got submission underground. Yeah. You've got bare knuckle boxing FC. Which would be brutal to watch, I imagine. I, I, I actually seen. So I think it was it was Polish. It was like a Polish MMA. And they're not like in a cage or anything. Just kind of like on a industry. I think it might actually be in Ben. I thought they were um, like on a raised platform almost, and they were like right. getting knocked out of it. I don't know. I don't know what the rules were, but like when like they got and like ring up. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, <laughs> it was odd to watch. Like, but I think it was actually bare knuckle, so it was. 
Interesting. Interesting, yeah. And obviously yeah. you've got like that Alaska fighting championship or something, haven't you, as well? There's a, there's yeah. a promotion based in Alaska. Yeah. Um, so, like we say, you know, the chance for us to expand our sort of MMA knowledge and, and interest as well. Yeah. Um, like we say, we will. And, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, you know, something interesting for to keep you going, especially during lockdown. Yeah. Stuff like that. Get you through the way for me. <laughs> and it, uh, as we say, this helps us as well because it expands our, our knowledge, you know. We get to see new fighters, you know. Then it becomes a lot more to discuss as we go into future episodes and stuff. Yeah, um, Roger, I think we'll wrap it up there. Yeah, uh, this has gone on for quite some time, but <laughs> I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. It has, yeah. You know, that's that's the first episode of the wrap. Um, I'm looking forward to doing the next one. Keep an eye out for us on, on social media and things like that. Yeah, give us a follow. Get a post. Um, we yeah, we'll, we'll pretty much ram it down your throats until you've all listened to it. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you want to, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can add a MMA Judgment Pod. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's just MMA Judgment. Um, any feedback you've got, feel free to some on Instagram on on Twitter. Uh, you know, we want to know what you thought of it. Yeah. If you've got anything you'd like to hear from us or anything you want us to do, again, drop us a line. We'll, we'll be more than happy to facilitate your requests. And um, yeah. yeah, hope you hope you've all enjoyed the show. And thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah. until next time. Yeah.